What is up? It is pretty late on Sunday, July 11th, and welcome to the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. Most of you probably listening on Monday morning. We hope it's a great start to your work week, and we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne. Check them out at mechdyne.com. Enabling Discovery is their trademark in Bloom. They are doing all the AV technology at the new uh, Sports Performance Center at Iowa State. I have if you've been near there, like you you're in the area I much have. more than I am. Like it is a monster and beautiful. I think it's cool because we've been talking about Mechdyne for a long time now. And now like we can tell our listeners, like, this is what they do. Like so when you get a chance to see it all, like the technology that is around that sports performance center, uh, it's all thanks to these Iowa Staters who created this great company called Mechdyne. It is located in Marshalltown, but worldwide. It's really a worldwide yeah, company. Yeah, and they do more than just AV stuff. I mean, high-tech all over the place. I'm guessing the projects you get to work on, if you were for Mechdyne, would make you want to come to work every day. I would I would uh, say that. No question. I and, would say that as and well. And again, Iowa State, I, I, I think it's that, that neat, that ecosystem of Iowa State people helping Iowa State people. Can't I, beat it. No doubt. I, I would also like to thank um, Farm Story Meats. This is a company. Another Iowa State. This guy. is a company that I'm absolutely in love with. Um, I had the, the chops yeah. the other night that Ray sent me some chops. Farm Story Meats is based in Ames, but it sells everything online. This is a this is a next level company. This is a growing company. Bacon, spare ribs, uh, pork chops, brats, brisket, ribeyes, jerk. Their jerky's phenomenal. You gotta start game planning for the tailgate. Yeah, well, and that's kind of like my my idea here is. So this is a young guy named Ray. He works at Iowa State. He's an Iowa State grad, and he is he just started this up. He is a family type deal, and. I mean, my wife does one of those meal things that, like, where the meals come. I think actually your wife got her yeah, hooked on it. Yeah, yeah, they did. And like now, it. it's like for guys like me who love you're in the Traeger game meal planning. We can just have this mm-hmm. Iowa beef pork shipped right to us because it's all locally sourced, yeah, right from the farm to the table. Um, Ray is a big supporter of the Cyclone fanatic community. He loves Iowa State. Uh, listeners can receive ten percent off. If you type in the uh, promo code FREEDOM10 at checkout, that's going up until July 31st. FREEDOM10 at checkout, farmstorymeats.com. And uh, I'm a heavy, heavy uh, promoter of this company. I think it's great stuff. With that, we have some football recruiting news to talk about. Uh, Football is the unofficial start of football season this week. That's right. With the Big 12 Media Days happening in Dallas. We're going to get to all that and more. Here's a little English to get us started. Been all weekend uh, in Southwest Iowa, kind of my second hometown, Stanton. The Vikings, home of Don Hicks, the legendary eight-man football coach. Did they win a title? 
Oh yeah. They I won. got the autographed uh poster. You know what's you know they here did. in my office. Do you know who they beat? Linux. No. Bar, uh, your Armstrong Ringstead. I called that game. Ringstead. And yeah. then Linux beat Stanton like the next year because I, I called both of those. So games. my that's where my wife's family's from. Yeah. Now now it's they're consolidated. It's no, Armstrong Ringstead is no longer. Uh, it's not really. It is now North Union. I I, I did not yep. know that so, Armstrong Ringstead was an eight man power because every year it was either our Stanton or Linux or Fremont Mills or Armstrong Ringstead. Yep, they were always there. Coach Zotz, good guy. At AR, no, now it's North Union, so they had to go up class, and they've been less, they've been not as relevant. But no, good Stanton, good times in Stanton in the old uh, KMA days. Yeah, I, uh, I had a really good weekend down there. That's where my wife's from. Um, but I, you know, my I've been with my wife for what fifteen years. I mean, we've been yeah. married eleven, but we've been together for fifteen, sixteen years. So it's kind of like, I mean, so it was a hundred and fiftieth for the town. Yeah. And so, like, all these people came back, and there were activities. And basically, they just, I mean, Stanton's really small, so they shut down the street and just put bands out there and just beer. And But then, like, so we were camping, took our camper out, you oh, know? Oh, no, and that was the and that wild like, weather. That, like, hurricane came through on Friday, and that was a whole deal, Bloom. You know, that was hey, a whole I, deal and a half. I survived. The derecho Holy was mackerel. dangerous enough in an actual house. I can't imagine being in a Jeez. camper. So, but it, it, and that was late. You were probably feeling pretty good about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, time so we're day. out at this like uh, again. They shut down the street and everybody just drinks in the street. Okay, is how this thing goes. You stayed at a campground. Yeah. So, but like we get back to the campground at about I don't know twelve, twelve thirty, and. The lightning is just, in, it's like Bondurant on the Fourth of July. Like, it's, are you guys? Che- do we have cell service. Are we checking phones? Like, do we? So know what's we happening? we didn't have the cell service sucks down there. But I had a I had a hotspot. You know, so we 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 know what's coming. I'm getting all these frantic texts from my family members, like take cover. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not taking cover because it takes a lot to actually tip a camper over. Really does okay. take a lot. Um, if you've, if you've rigged the camper up, right. The, the real thing that could kill you is if a tree falls on you and smashes the camper. That's what I was told. Uh, my, that would do it. my buddy, Dane, my Ash, Ashley's cousin, Dane, um, he, he works out at Sailorville and he's like, yeah, no, the camper won't blow over it. it what'll kill you is if the tree falls. And I was like, okay, that cottonwood tree. There was one in the vicinity. I, it, oh, right over where we <laughs> oh, sleep. Buddy boy. And I, but I told Ashley, I go, that thing is 100 years old. It's never fallen down. I mean, there's been a lot worse storms come through than this. If that thing falls on me when I'm sleeping and I die, it's my time. You know, that was just kind of the way I went about it. I was sitting there drinking Cody Road in my lawn chair watching the storm roll in, and it it was quite nice. And then I went in during the storm, and I was watching the uh, truck race at Knoxville. And then my the whole, like, the internet went out because I think that we lost some towers and stuff like that. But... It was a hell of a deal, though. And, I mean, and, and you're here geez. to tell the tale. Yeah, luckily. I mean, well, how about it? Was like 80 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And that's what Omaha got. I don't know if it, it got down it, to you. I don't know if we got 80. The but the the whole campground. I mean, there was just trees down everywhere. And yeah. That was the problem. It wasn't like the camper was rocking, but the limbs kept falling on top of it. And it, every time it happened, you thought you were. That was the big one. Yeah, you thought, okay, here we go. Man. Buckle up. I just, I mean, after the derecho, I got a little PTSD from storms. That derecho was a a nasty, nasty. Oh 
experience. We'll talk about that for the next 50 years. Well, of and like life. the crazy part of that is like nobody like saw it coming. No, like it just it was happened. there. What a. So that's. We're about a month. It's been like 11 months since the derecho. But just got me thinking as we're going to talk a lot of college football. A year ago. Oh, yeah. We, I mean. We were just doing the debate while we have a season. Yeah. That was like the whole podcast. Yeah. Like that's all it was. I mean, it's kind of been refreshing to finally have to talk about a normal preview to a season and not, hey, was Big Ten going to play? Or are we going to play? And here we are. Yeah. Uh, head to Dallas on Tuesday. And everything's in person. Everything's in person. And we so don't. Cool. We don't have to wear masks. Okay. I actually thought like they'd probably make us just for the, yeah. But, but no, Even they're for the when talking to the student athletes. They're gonna make everything will be socially distanced. So I don't know right. how they're gonna do the like walk around things. <laughs> right. Like I mean, are they gonna put in podiums or something? You just ask them questions yeah, from afar. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting down there. I'm, I'm the normalcy will be good. Like I just. Routine, yeah. Like I'm, I'm ready. I feel like I've been out of my, like what I do for a long, yes. long time now, and I think that getting down there will be really good for my just like mental state to just buckle down and you know get after it. It's gonna feel like old times almost, and that's yeah. good. Yeah, I think that's good for everybody. And then from then on, it is boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. we're eight weeks out now. You do media day. Uh, the, the players are already on campus. Yeah, once summer thing. Once this so. media day thing hits, it's pretty much it's the start of the yeah. season. And then it's fall camp. Yeah, I think early August media day for Iowa State, and then you're into it, right? I mean, you're yeah. you're closing in on uh, you and I, which is eight eight weekends away. Real quick, before we get into the big recruiting win for Iowa State over the weekend. I want to encourage everybody to go and pick up their Brock Purdy and uh, Brees Hall t-shirts. I got uh, I got two ordered for my nephews. That is One, awesome. One's a Brock fan, one's a, one is a Brees fan, and they were so pumped when those came out. And that's what's cool about this. You, know, you can just, you you can talk a lot about the how this could be used to an advantage in the business side of it, but if you think about there there are ten and. Let me get this right. Ten and nine, ten and eight, and uh, those are their favorite players. Like you remember how Two, cool how yeah. cool it would have been when we were that age to get for me to get a Troy Davis T shirt that he w- could be a part of, right, or a Dedrick Willoughby something or other. And that's that's what's neat is this is the the ability to interact with kids. And they ought to do a good job of that. But to be able to get a T shirt from Brock Purdy or Brees Hall, they're really excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it because. I know how excited Brock and Brees are about this. Um, Brock reached out to me right when that Wednesday morning hit, and this was all legal. Like, he was ready to, he go. Ready to go. Like, yep. he was excited. Brees is like, he's eating it up. Like, he's he's loving this. Like, he's they're having fun with it, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, I, you know calling a spade a spade, like, I think Iowa State fans are stepping up because – they're showing their appreciation for these guys. And th- I mean, that's the reality that's of one it. one way these, to do it, honestly. These guys aren't getting rich off of this. I mean, these are $25 t-shirts we're talking about. Like, But it's it's pretty nice chump change at the end of the day for a college kid. What I mean, Brock had, um, 
I think that we had sold well over 300 of those. Okay. Now, Breeze's, we didn't put up till later, but we, right. were, we were over 100 the last I checked, but I haven't checked in like three days, so I'm Very sure cool. we're nearing 200 on that. But it's it's been neat to see people support it. And on top of it, they're actually really cool T-shirts. Mike Martz did an awesome job. Um, the cool thing is Brock and Breeze both helped design the shirts, which is the coolest part to me. You know, for me, it's the commemorative nature of it. Yeah, you know, I still have point. my my Big Eight Championship shirt. You, you know, you may not wear these beyond a couple of years if it's an adult. Who knows what the kids will wear? But you'll always have it to remember what is the best stretch of cycling football in history. Thanks in large part to those two, and then hopefully other T-shirts coming. You could just make it a whole collection. Well, that's thank you for for that because you're right, and there are more coming. Um, we've kind of selected to, I don't want to do whatever, go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not getting in. I don't want to completely like redo all that stuff, but, but you should support them. It's, it's really what you're doing when you, when you buy these, you're supporting the, the athlete cyclone fanatic, which is a locally owned small business. And then graphics to you out of Perry, which is a mom and pop printing shop. We, we specifically wanted to partner with somebody small, for that reason, and we've really helped kickstart a new area of their business, which has been great for awesome. that small company. So uh, think about that when you order uh, from CycloneFanaticShop.com. All right, Bloom. So I was, uh, again, I was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Stansbury's on vacation. <laughs> um, God bless Jacqueline Cordova for uh, tipping me off to this big recruiting win over the weekend. What do I need to know? other than the fact that Iowa State just uh, got another insane stud over the University of Iowa. Well, that's so that's the big story here, is another guy that shows Iowa State over Iowa, and Iowa heavily involved in a young Hunter Deo from Council Bluffs, Lewis Central. Home of Jess Bond. Jess Bond is assistant coach there. One of the one of the men uh, stood up with me in my that's wedding, right. my college roommate. Yeah, he's the – I think he's the special teams coordinator okay. there. Uh, the, the great Jim Duggan – uh, the father of Max Max Duggan is the head coach there yep. at Lewis Central. So Hunter's a defensive lineman, 6'3", 270. He's the highest ranked recruit now in Iowa State's recruiting class. So he was a four-star commit by 247, and he had multiple Power 5 offers, Iowa, Arkansas, Oregon, Wisconsin, K-State, Minnesota, and he picked uh, the good guys. So this is significant because he's a good player, he plays at a key position, which is always hard to get yeah, on the defensive you, line. You knew where I was going. And, though, it's it's one that I, up until about a week ago, people assumed he was going to go to Iowa or actually K-State. But Iowa State was consistent with him and won it in the end. And so now if you look at, and this is the bigger picture story, if you look at the state of Iowa recruiting, Iowa has dominated in-state for really but since Meyer and Blythe. Yeah. I mean, you got really? it. And that was like the one class where Iowa State was able to that, I mean, get about half the top 10. Yeah. But if you look at the state of Iowa that was, now. That was, in my opinion, like when Mac had kind of arrived. Yeah. So that, and that like was. Like he had off, some good teams, but like in state, like that was a huge deal. And that was coming off that, that streak of five straight wins over Iowa yeah. that's directly relatable to that. But really, since then, Iowa has been the better program in state as far as recruiting in state guys. Now, Iowa State has obviously survived and done well. But now if we look at the top six in the state of Iowa, C-Dub, three of the six are to Iowa State. Hawks only have one of the six. The top-ranked kids going to is is uh, still uncommitted. 
out of Southeast Polk, but assumed he's going to go bigger, like Ohio State, Alabama, one of those. And then uh, Eli Raritan out of Valley is going to Notre Dame. But so three of the six, including Hunter Deo, now committed to Iowa State. So I think you're starting to see now, okay, I mean, if you look at the broader picture, obviously a player of need. He'll contribute on the D-line. Good player. Cool name. Deo. I mean, hey, cool. uh, But now it's – is it the – is Iowa losing momentum in the state, right? So we've talked about – the size of the fan bases and how that's changed. What I was always been able to rely on those. They would always get the majority of the good players in the state, whether it's a population thing of the majority of good players often came from the Eastern Iowa part of the state, which Iowa, you know, has an advantage there or whatever's changing. It seems like Iowa state's been able to, to, to crack that a bit. And now with the success of the program, I was got a near 70 year old head coach Matt Campbell's in his early 40s. It seems like it's a program that's on on the rise here where Iowa has had its issues in the past 18 months. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's kind of an old-fashioned program in a lot of ways. I don't know. I mean, I think you're starting to see, and maybe the, it's small sample size. One class in a, in a, a 15-year period is, is, is not doesn't tell us everything, but I think it is somewhat indicative that in the past it's always been, okay, if you're a good player in the state of Iowa, sure, Iowa State would get a couple a year. But now it seems to be changing where it's at least at, at 50-50 for this class. And the Iowa State's even got the majority. Uh, for our premium su- subscribers, a couple weeks ago, we had Derek Hudger, the football recruiting coordinator, uh, come on and do a little Zoom town hall and talk to everybody. And one of the, I thought, interesting conversations that we got into is on body type. Yeah. They're, they're, the Campbell, you know, now that we're, into where, you know, I don't know how to put it. I mean, he he's more seasoned in recruiting at Iowa yeah, State. He we'll knows what he's looking You're for. not taking a Jacob Park, no. right? Like, I mean, no, there was a need, need at that time because yeah. you needed talent, right? You, you don't to need hit. to do that now. You, you're like literally the, just swinging at for the fences, hoping you, yeah. you're you going to strike out. And These he, and are like now like typical Campbell classes because we've seen them run on. Yes. And these body type DN guys or the defensive linemen like – it really is night and day compared to really, I mean, anything we've ever seen at Iowa State. I mean, yeah. Mac, when those guys did it, I mean, other than your Curvey, Berriman was a freak. Yeah, but I mean, Curvey was six foot, right? Yeah, like they were all undersized. Berriman's undersized. I mean, and Paul's, Paul's guys were constantly undersized. Paul was undersized. And you just look at some of these guys now. Uh, whatever it's worth, the uh, national rank for Iowa State on two four sevens up to twenty seventh now in this class, yeah, which and, is in Iowa, by the way, is I think sixty fifth. So that yeah, that's that's huge. But like you know, six three two seventy. Yep. Um, six three two fifteen for the edge rusher out of Florida that Iowa State just got. Uh, Emming out of uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton six two two ten at linebacker the Harlan kids six kids six six two ten tight end out of. Wisconsin, Harlan, 6'3", 220 linebacker. Edge rusher out of Missouri, 6'6", 215. Um, offensive tackle out of Minnesota, 6'5", 280. It, the list goes on and on. These guys are all body – like, you can put them in a – draw your parameter wherever it is, and, like, it's automatic for the Campbell staff right hmm. now. It Derek, you know, he wouldn't, go as, he wouldn't yeah. go as far to say, like, oh, they have to be, but – I mean, I think if we went through and like actually charted this out, interesting. 
And that's one of the well, then that's at, one of the things that I've really picked up on. Look and at I, their starting offensive and defensive lines now. Yeah, and all those guys are well, and you don't have to bring these guys on and be like, oh, we have to put on forty pounds. It's like, no, we can just make you stronger. We don't have to worry about, you know, or you, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, not, I mean, even, gosh, you'll have. Uh, any, any's huge. I mean, any is a ma- he's a massive human being, right? And he was kind of the first in that body type recruiting where they they grabbed him. Yeah, uh, I think in that first class, but you know. McDonald's huge. McDonald's a legit six four. I mean, all Blake Peterson's big. Um, these guys are all they've got the size for, it, and I think that's what you can build into. So, I think this recruiting class, you know, Dale's the highest ranked, but they're all solid, and they're all I would say has been on them for a long time. Which you're starting to see a track record of this staff can identify early, and then know other bigger programs try and get in late and it's too late and so i think this what they have 13 or 14 commits already probably only four or five more in this class so they're they're in a great great spot right now 14 i was told by you know by about when camp starts they hope to have around 17 or 18 and then you see what happens i mean there'll be some attrition at some point you know naturally it is what it is in the world of college football in 2021. But it's fun to see that they're they're seeing success. This is what you hope happens. You have a good year like you had last year, and then you have success in the recruiting, which makes it sustainable. Where I think what really held Paul back, Rhodes. And they, they never had a 9-3 and three year like Iowa State just had. But even coming off that Oklahoma State year, you know, where he shocked the college football world, they could they could not capitalize that on that and get – a great recruiting class, and so it petered out in the end. But here we are, and I think this thing is built for the long haul, uh, continuing on uh, the recruiting trail. All right, um, I'll be heading to Dallas, as I mentioned, on Tuesday for Big 12 Football Media Days, and we'll have a lot of good coverage. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just going to geek out on football for two straight days. I'm going to um, I'm gonna go nuts down there. And it, all of our coverage will be presented by the Iowa Clinic. Check them out at iowaclinic.com. Beautiful website. You can pay your bills. You can make appointments. Uh, you can do all that stuff. But nah, I'm not going to bore you with that today. The number one thing I could tell you about the Iowa Clinic is that's where I put my health needs, and I've been doing it for, I don't know, 10 years now. Uh, Dr. Nicholson there in Ankeny at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. My wife goes there. Kids have gone there. Uh, that's, that's what I trust with my family. Phenomenal people. Uh, I've, I've really uh, fallen in love with the with the marketing staff there. They they're just good, honest people, and uh, it's a great Iowa company. So check it out, iowaclinic.com. They'll be sponsoring all of our coverage at uh, Dallas this week at the Big Twelve Football Media Days. Shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. And you can find all the great membership opportunities. Um, a beautiful picture of the Locust Avenue um, office that is on GravitateCoworking.com. You can get um, daily, hourly rates. You can just get like a mailbox, even if you if you need a mailbox and you don't want like business things going to your house. Um, there's all these cool FAQs. Is coworking right for me? I talk on the phone a lot. Is that a big deal? Uh, what are your COVID-19 precautions? If you're still upset about that, you're not vaccinated. There's all kinds of stuff. Private offices, dedicated desks, floating desks. They got like notaries on site. Yeah. 
Those are big, depending on the need. Yeah. Sometimes a, you just need a notary. There's a dog. Hercules. There's craft beer on tap. And coffee. So, like, it gravi- if I'm working at Gravitate Coworking, it's, like, 11, and I've had a bad day. I can just go and, like, pour a beer? I, I, or is yeah, this, I like, I don't in- know. I don't know if Jeff has, a, you know, social norms that he needs to follow. I don't oh. know. It's flexible. Um, no commitment plans, so check them out. Uh, GravitateCoworking.com. Big 12 football media day is coming up. Let's do a little uh, Gary Patterson game on as we uh, prepare. I feel like... Are they sleeper? We'll talk about that. I think they're sneaky. I can't decide on TCU yet, though. I'm going to pull out my trusty notebook. I've taken notes on every Big 12 team. Oh, buddy boy. I'm ready to roll. Uh, TCU is a tricky one for me this tricky. year. They're tricky. I think the middle of the conference is very tricky this year. You Thank you, s- Gary. I like this song. The, the other song's stupid. This is a good song. I'll let Gary know. I mean, not real complicated here. Game on. They did play this, by the way, in the stadium. The video's great. It's got all the Big 12 schools. Like, Trice is on there. It's fantastic. I'm a big Gary Patterson musician I like fan. like going to Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, they miss that trip this year. So we're going to kind of go through game by or team by team right now is our plan and uh, give you some preliminary thoughts. Of course, these are, this is not the prediction podcast. We reserve our... Uh, That's right. It's July. Uh, yeah. It's July 11th. Um, yeah. So one one thing that I've kind of noticed, like, there's all these coaching polls out. This Kansas coach, Lance Leopold. So like, You're getting the love, man. I've always loved him. Like, he's always been like one of my top five guys the last few years because he's been killer at Buffalo. D three guy. Well, no, but um, our friend Steve Kemp. His nephew plays quarterback for Buffalo. So oh, I've well, I've been okay. watching Buffalo for two years. Yeah, they've been good. Just because of that connection. And I'm like, I like this coach. And I also knew if Campbell says no, Lance Leopold's Iowa State Tech, I was firmly it? believe he okay, was going to be the, on the short list. I firmly believe he was the coach. Wow. Well, good luck, Lance. You get Kansas. So, no, but he has been. He's been I, in he's the top been like ten, top ten national pro football or whatever. They're the PFF. They're the analytic guys. Yeah, they had him tenth. CBS put out their um, it's like slow down a their little bit. Big Twelve coaching rankings, and Leopold was like but five. He, he didn't win that much at Buffalo. He won yeah, a little. I bit mean, at I don't Buffalo. get. I like the guy, but what, I don't. What are we doing? I like the guy. I don't get Take, this. Well, so his problem is, I think he's a, schematically he'll do a nice job, but. But in the Big Twelve, as we as we know, you can't run out what Kansas has from a talent perspective and just out scheme people. It is impossible. You have to have the players, and Kansas just has never had the numbers there. And then they yeah. get a couple injuries, and then they're done. Well, I genuinely do wonder, like as good of a coach as let's say he's a top five coach. Okay, like we'll just say it. Yeah, like I mean, just for the sake of conversation, how long would it take to? Oh, hey, Cammy. How long would it take to actually get Kansas back to to that point? I, it's it's impossible to know. I mean, Iowa State's a good blackboard for that, but even Iowa State had a leg up, and that they had an Al Nazard in the reserves. 
They got David Montgomery early. They had some pieces. Or I don't think I, mean, I don't think could, Kansas has. They're not many getting the Jaquan Bailey no, to throw in the, there. They got none of those guys. Hey, Cammy wants to say something real quick. She was wanting to come on the podcast. Say hi to everybody. Hi. What, what, did, you, what did you want to talk to everybody about tonight? Uh, She's we, very passionate about this one topic. Yeah, we went to Sweet Swirls. Sweet have Swirls. Ever, have you ever been to Sweet Swirls? Bond or Ant. Yeah. yeah that's a, they even do DoorDash. I was trying to explain to Cameron about how advertising works, and that's how we feed the family. <laughs> and Sweet Swirls hasn't given us a dollar. But, okay, so what did you want to tell all good? Daddy and, Brent and Uncle Brent's listeners about Sweet Swirls? Uh, they have the best ice cream ever. The best ever. What's your favorite flavor? Um, I kind of like Oreo. Yeah. Oh, that's a solid choice. That's a good choice. I had the or We went to, uh, Daddy took Cammy to uh, Sweet Swirls tonight, and we had the, um, um, I had Oreo. Mixed with cheesecake, vanilla ice cream, and uh, caramel. It was phenomenal. That's a that's and then that's a lot. Elise, the two year old, ate an entire thing by herself. Dad, she's one. Oh, she's one. She's she'll be two. she'll be Just, two in August. Yeah, point, she'll be Cammie. two in August. Okay, yeah, get the facts right. It's important. All right, Cammy, it's pretty late. You need to get to bed. Okay, tell all of the listeners good night. Okay, good night. Thanks, Cammy. I love you. I do too. All right. All right. Sweets? Can we, uh, can we send that to Sweet Swirls? I'm going to send them a bill. <laughs> That's what I'm going to send them. No, it was funny. Outstanding. Um, I think on the you, way you, home. Steve, you've explained what uh, what advertising is. I did. I was trying to be like, hey, you know, um, you're completely undermining the business model here, Cameron. <laughs> but she was very passionate about letting everybody know that it's the best ice cream in I the world. It. I love it. Okay, um, so... Kansas, so here's the deal with Kansas. Like it's going to take him a while. Now I think Lance will do a nice job. Did you see who he, what he, did, what he did to rebuild quickly in his mind? No. They got seven guys to transfer from Buffalo. He brought seven guys from well, his old roster in. They'll be but better probably than better than the they're guys. Better in than they had. So he's got a bunch. Now their problem is their recruiting class is just not good for the coming year. They only have, I think, four commits already, and they're all two or three stars. It's just enough. I mean, why would you go to Kansas right now? And until they – it's not like he's a proven commodity. You've been 10th forever. It's going to take a while. And they don't have, like I said, a Lazard, a Montgomery, a Lanning that they can – or Deshante Jones to rebuild quickly. So I don't see it. And I think they'll be improved just from a scheme standpoint. Les Miles was in La La Land for two years. And so maybe they'll be better off, but I – it's still a long way to go. All right, so we got that out of the way. Yeah, um, at some point he won't be ranked tenth anymore on the top ten of coaches after that, this year. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, good job. I mean, he's a good hire. That was great that for Kansas. Great I didn't think they could get him. No. I thought they were going to have to get like the Army coach or right. and go triple option. Right. In good fact, I think maybe they should have done that. Yeah. Uh, I think Leopold should have hung around and won another MAC yeah, championship. Go and to then, Purdue or something. Yeah, like where you can actually win. Right. Um, Texas Tech is yeah, actually more interesting than are. I thought when I did my research on they, that. A bunch of transfers again. Yeah. Okay. And they have more guys back, too, than they do. you would think. And defense was okay. You know, we think of Tech as being this horrific defense, which they have been for 15 well, years. Well, it's kind of the opposite right now. Yeah. It was They're the offense, offense that was so bad last year. And Bowman goes to Michigan. But you get Tyler Shuck from That's Oregon, your guy. who well, so it's interesting. I met it's your boy. I I don't know if he is, but he, his NFL 
supposedly he's one of the best NFL prospects in college football. I didn't. I was not impressed for the quarter he played before. He well, got he's better than Henry Columbi. Yeah, or Columbia he's, he's or whatever got, he's the hell got that a, guy was. It, so Shuck will play, but I, I'm still. Roderick Thompson's good. Sure, he's very good. So, solid running back. Yep. Um, I think that they're decent up front. I don't know yeah, about their okay. receivers. Um, but Chuck, we don't know about his accuracy. It's a weird place to come into, and they have a new coordinator now. So they grabbed uh, their old quarterback from back in the day in our era. Remember Sonny Cumbie? Yeah. He's now the, the offensive coordinator. So they let, they let um, Yost go. And you know another court, new coordinator at Tech to go along with the Wells brothers. So I don't know. I still think they're... They're definitely, they're not close to being in the middle of the pack, but they they could jump up and surprise a game or two. The, the one thing I would point out on them, and and this isn't going to get them to the top half of the league, but they've got six of their set front, six of the seven mm-hmm. of their defensive front seven, yeah, are back, yeah, and they're I, all seniors and juniors. So that, you know, like to they, me, like where do you look at in my mind, year to year growth. I look at quarterback and I look at defensive front seven. Yep, and they're better in both spots. Should be. So should be. I I think they'll be better. It just isn't enough. And boy, they were they were a ways away last year. They 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 really were. Although uh, that's a sneaky game for Iowa State. Now I'm all those Iowa road State's, games. Yeah, are. I mean, Iowa State's still a touchdown ten point favorite down there. But that, I think Tech again down there. It's a weird place to play. I don't know. I'm but yeah, Tech is Tech is just. It's above Kansas, but it's not much more. Baylor is somewhat intriguing. They are. A new coordinator again. So they, they had uh, Larry Fedora, the old North Carolina coach, gave him the boot after one year of awfulness. Um, th- and they got the BYU offensive coordinator. I think they'll be good on defense. I think they got... I, I like Petrie a lot. He's kind of their hybrid And they got better and better at, at the end of the year. You know, yes. we saw him... Fairly late, and they gave Iowa State a bit of a scare. You know, Charlie Brewer, for those, he's at Utah now. Yep. And so, in his, uh, um, well, I don't know. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. That's their question. It, there's like four guys yeah. who are going to be in the thing. So it's it's kind of. And they need a good my, quarterback. My, my whole thing, though, like I, I'm giving Aranda a complete pass. Last year, being the first year coach, not having a spring, installing all that new stuff. And they had a month off because of COVID. So yeah, and they they were completely just ravaged by the by the COVID. So really, it, I do a like a lot. You know, it's fascinating that we just talked about Tech and Baylor, and we're talking about defense and how their offense is going to struggle. I mean, yeah, take the clock Bizarro back ten world. years ago. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I do like the receiver uh, Sneed. Yeah, he's RJ. Good. He's really good. Had a big game in Ames. Uh, I think he's a talented guy. I don't know what else they have. For at a skill position, I think Thornton's back, but man, until they figure out the quarterback situation, you that, bring in the BYU offensive coordinator, that's fine, but you need the bodies, and I don't, I don't know if they have them yet. They got better as the year went on last year, but again, like it's hard for like Brewer was he, he did was their heart and soul, he did everything, everything yep, for them, did everything. So like I, they would be a natural to me to play the over win total if Brewer was back. I would say no matter what, yeah. we're playing, we're gonna play the over here. Uh, just, but now it's such a wild card. I, I think I'd probably yeah, stay I, away I from think, it. Yeah, I think Tech and Baylor are right there. I mean, really tied for eighth. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think I, they're in that middle tier either. 
I don't think Kansas State's very good. I, I they're so my. What do you think K-State, about them? I, let's, let's go into them. I like them because I think they return a bunch on, um, the O line. Uh, and, and so they they do yeah. And Skyward Thompson's and, and, back for a sixth Deuce, year. Deuce Vaughn's really good now. He's my height, but they have nothing at receiver. They got right. They don't. And you know the what happened to them though. So they started out really well. Okay, mm-hmm. what were they three and zero in the Big Twelve? And then they Thompson got Oklahoma. hurt. Thompson gets hurt, and yeah. then they get destroyed by COVID. Like before they play, they shouldn't have played the Iowa State game. Honestly, no, they were down to walk ons at that point, and Iowa State embarrassed them because of that. And it was very delightful from our standpoint yeah. but it was again that was that was ma- massive egg, eggplant emoji yeah, night it was. in jack trice that, that was more covid well, though than i think than a total mismatch and I, so you I get healthy agree. i think climbing's solid you have a strong offensive line you do the boring system where thompson's not a great thrower but run 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 play action and with their physicality they're always physical in manhattan i think they're just just by their their style i think they get at least I don't know. At least I'll put them at three and a half wins in the Big Twelve. Maybe only, they get to four and five. Only five starters back on defense. Yeah, that's the concern. Yeah. So will they be? Can they hold but, up? And they were really bad at the end of the year against the run. But Horrible. they will, by the way that they play, will keep the points down. You would think so. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you slow it down. You run it with your big offensive line. Vaughn's a playmaker, and then Thompson over the top and. You know, you might be able to admit they'll probably beat Oklahoma again, like they always do, it seems like. The I don't have it here. The number of the the, uh, the record for Chris Kleiman with Skyward Thompson versus not Skyward Thompson is quite staggering. Yeah. He's he clearly a hasn't really won many games at all without him. Important piece there, but yeah. Skyler- I, I just think like the Big Twelve though, you've it's much better defensively now. Yes. Much better it defensively. Is. It's a totally different, different league. league. Mm-hmm. However, you still have to be two-dimensional on offense. Like You can't just yes. say, we're just going to use this Deuce Hogan, who's really good. That's his name, Deuce, right? Deuce, yep. Or, is or it Vaughn. Vaughn. Hogan's the Iowa quarterback. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I would put them... I guess I'd put them slightly ahead of Baylor and Tech, yeah, I think, I but think I don't... Not yeah. much. I think that's where the so I think I think you have a one two and then I really think that I would put three, three, six. three four five six kind of in the same team. Yeah, I agree with that. And then I think K State's seven comfortably. I and, think they're ahead. I think they're comfortably ahead of Baylor and Tech, but they're not they're not in that middle tier yet. I don't know. I would put them I would put them with Baylor and Tech, I think. Okay, that's fair. I think I would. I, I'm not. I like climbing a lot, but I'm starting to sour. But I'm, well, I I can't kill them off with the COVID thing though. That's that's yeah, they not were fair. just destroyed. I mean, they had no. Yeah. They had no. So that's there. yeah. I'll give them a mulligan for last year. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to West Virginia. Yeah, they're sneaky. the big wild card. They to are. Me. Yeah. They really are because they they actually, if you look at the raw numbers, C Dub, and I know you do, they led the Big Twelve in uh, yards per play on defense. The yeah. caveat being they did not play Oklahoma because that game got canceled yes. uh, at the end of the year. And so when you play Oklahoma, they probably actually end up behind Iowa State. And actually, Oklahoma was second um, in that stat. But they didn't, and they they allowed just less than five yards per play, which is tremendous on the defensive end. Now, they lost some bodies off that. The question for West Virginia is uh, Daggy at quarterback has just never been 
flashy. He's been okay. But again, it's kind of old school. They want to run the ball. Letty Brown, one of the best backs in the conference. Big offensive line. A uh, couple decent skill guys. And try and ride out a slugfest. I like I like Neil Brown. Um, the style that we're seeing there is somewhat surprising to me. You know, I agree. I didn't think he'd be like I, this throwback. Nope. <laughs> be using, using his pieces. Yeah. I, I mean, he really is. I, I mean, I was kind of just waiting for that Troy, Texas Tech flavor to if Daggy, show up at Daggy some point. Daggy just doesn't have the arm strength, I no. don't think, to do that. No, I'm not impressed with um In with fact, Daggy. if you ask the West Virginia people, I think they'd probably prefer somebody else to jump up and take that job. But They got a freshman. Uh, Garrett Green is the guy who yeah. who they are um, – kind of waiting on there I just I, I I think they're I think that they're solid that would be a trap game to me if I'm making them out for Iowa State season I like the fact that I, I would have Baylor as a trap but I like the fact that that game's early, early. yep that one makes me feel well, a little bit better big 12 game yeah. yeah you need you off to a good start the only thing I don't like about the Baylor game is going from Iowa to Vegas to Waco. Yep, on a short turnaround, too. I mean, you've got two... You've got the Iowa game and everything that that week entails. Then you have Vegas, which shouldn't be much of a game, but it's still... Weird. Weird And then you've got to drive... Not drive. God, that'd be horrible. (laughs) You have to fly... You have to fly Fly to Waco. Waco. Uh, I think... See, I think West Virginia, middle of the pack, I think they make a bowl... I don't think they have enough high enough ceiling to to scare the. Top. They're seven and five, six and six. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they can get to eight and four. I, you know, they'd have to they'd have to have a great breakout by either Daggy or the defense is going to be insane good. How many starters well, back on defense for them? Six. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Let me look at their schedule real quick. I just want to see their non-con. I think they get Maryland. Some <laughs> they point. have to go to Maryland. They're sneaky good. So they they'll probably be an underdog in that I would, game. I would say with the Maryland, uh, uh, to his brother. Yeah, I've done my. They're one of the Big Ten teams I've done my notes on, and they're they have like they got talent. They have really good skill guys, yeah. but it's like it's everything. Still in Loxley, the, though, I'm yeah, not sold on him. So then they have um, they got they got to host Virginia Tech in Week Three. Oof. I mean, I I really don't know what they're bringing to the table yet, but they could go one and two. Yeah, and then you're probably not making a bowl game. Yeah, but they'll be tested. I, yeah, well, it's their, their, they, their they realistically team. could start off one and four because they've got to go, or one and three because they've got to go to Norman on. Oh, that's tough. September twenty. I think they have one of the better players in the league. In uh, is it? It's one of the the one Sills brothers gone. What's the what's fifty five there on your Dante? Athlete? Dante. Yeah, I think he's very good. I mean, the, those guys are solid. And again, they led the Big Twelve in defense last year. They won't this year. I think it's probably Iowa State. I think Oklahoma State actually has a chance to lead the Big Twelve in defense. Maybe even TCU. But um, no, they're they're a solid program. I think Neil Brown's going to have them, maybe not at the top or in that in the top for the Big Twelve conversation. But I think they'll always be a threat to make a bowl. Oklahoma State is one of the more predictable teams I, in the Big Twelve from year to year now. I mean, yeah, they're, they're just solid, but they're they have they flipped the script a little bit again, like Tech and Baylor. Strength for them is it's, defense. It's bizarre, yeah, isn't it? I don't understand what's going on in this world. Yeah, it's uh, there. I'm actually okay. Hot take. I if I had to pick, I'm putting them at three. I I did. You did in my ballot. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I I put them ahead of Texas, so we're on the same okay. page. The the key here, really, I mean, 
if they are, let's just say three or four, or if they could jump at Iowa State, or is Spencer Sanders? Yeah, isn't him, it? Yes, exactly. I mean, if Spencer Sanders can be the guy who we were all told he was going to be, like, and develop into, yep. With that defense, I mean, it just changes everything. Yep. I mean, here's a guy who was a projected first round pick after his freshman year and was he, he had an ankle injury against Tolson the opener last year and was never the same. He wasn't mobile. Correct. Mobility is his big thing. He's never been an accurate guy. But I think a, a year now, I, it got really weird with them, with uh, Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard, both like, should we play? Should we not play? They had a tackle opt out in the middle of the year last year. COVID messed them up from a chemistry standpoint. I think they get back into more normalcy. They've got a pretty strong core there on defense. I think the – was it linebackers at Rodriguez? I think he's one of the better players. He's the wrestler. Yep. Great. I mean, I think he's super good. He's a badass. And then their secondary solid. They always have guys on the D-line. So the question for Oklahoma State, can Sanders do it? And will the line, the offensive line hold up? Because they had a big issue once that tackle opted out in the middle of the year where they were giving up sacks left and right. Good um but good I like analysis. them. And I think they're I, good. I think the skill guys are always going to be good there. I mean, I, there, so. I trust Gundy more than yeah. I do Sark I, I, at this point. I think I mean, so, for this year, definitely. You're higher on Sark than me. I am. I think long-term he's going to be great there, but not. it's still a huge adjustment period. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 But, yeah, I had them three. I had, I had Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. And I'm, I'm going uh, – so I had, I had Texas four. I had TCU at five. Yeah, let's go to them now. Um. Max Duggan's a stud. He was hurt. He he is much but of last year. A lot like Sanders. My question with with Max, and I, I I really like him as a player and his toughness, but accuracy. Yeah. I mean, he just never has been. He got better. So they won what five of six down the stretch last year. Their defense. Yes, they did. Yeah. Their defense turned around big time. But they lost two safeties to the NFL. So it's like they got guys. How quickly can that defense reload? And is Duggan accurate enough? to take advantage of the play-action game? Because I think that both their running backs are studs. Um, I My thing, the, I, I'm I'm just curious about Patterson. Like I I get it. I They did turn it around, though, in the middle of the year. But was it a schedule thing? They did, but let me read you who they okay. beat. All right. And the defense is Baylor, really good. Baylor, so like we what all... Was the, what was the score for that one? I mean, they beat Baylor by 10. Okay. 33-23. Okay. They beat Texas Tech, who was garbage at that yeah. point, November 7th. They lost at West Virginia. Uh, they beat Kansas. Nice win against Oklahoma State. And then they mm-hmm. beat Louisiana Tech. Okay. In a, I believe that must have been a bowl game. I have no idea. <laughs> that was on I December. Forgot, whatever it is, I forgot about but you, it. Do you see my point? Yeah. Like no, it's they, not. they did turn it around, and we'll give them credit for winning those games, but a lot of the same conversation we just had about these COVID teams and like, yeah, where, where'd you get them and when were you I mean, healthy? They, they didn't, I guess they beat Texas on October 3rd. They did. And I, I watched that and it was, a, that was a strange one. Duggan was great. Duggan was awesome. I think, I think Zach Evans, who's their tailback has a chance to be. An Again, another point guy, that, that I would point to for upside for them, Duggan. And you've got, Five of no, yeah, you got six or seven offensive um, lineman back. No front, your front seven. On oh, that defense. too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See that all juniors and seniors, and they and they were good. I mean, they weren't. Iowa State thrashed them early, 
But uh, those guys developed, and they were solid the rest of the year. They're sneaky. I just – Ken Duggan, that's, again, a lot like Sanders. Is, or is he good enough to, to carry the torch for them? They should go 3-0 in the non-conference. Isn't it, though, when you start questioning TCUs when they jump up and they win nine games on you? Yeah. You know, could this team be that team? This this could very well be a 9-3 and three team I, that I, goes 6-3 and three in the Big I 12. I think their schedule's tough, though. I mean, they got to go to Iowa State for sure. Their, their Big 12 opener is Texas at home. Then at Tech, at Oklahoma. Ooh, so th- yeah, yeah, I mean, they could be one and two. It's tough. They're at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State, at Iowa yeah, State. So that's it is what's tough. tough. Yeah. That's what I remember looking at. Going, you really, I mean, Kansas is one you just, you want them on the road. Yeah, you want Because that definitely. automatically makes your schedule better. It does. Absolutely does. So, all right, we got Texas now. Texas. Now. I mean. I don't know. I, we're, we're, we're already crowning. uh their running back Robinson is like the next great one, and it's like, man, he had two good games at the end of the year. Slow Let me down. I think he's good. Here's the but. point that not enough people have made. I, in my opinion, now you tell me if it's a All bad right. point. I know you will. Yep. Ellinger, in my opinion, kind of gets this rap as like this guy who everybody like crowned him as like the next Colt McCoy. Sure, and he had a great career, but it was always seen as like an underachieving career. But they were good with him. They. He was they their were. he was their heart and soul. He they won. Steady. He went what four and zero in bowl games. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. That my whole point with Texas, and people like to just crap all over Herman. I get it. He's not likable. I understand all that. He wasn't bad there. He was not bad. He wasn't bad there. The Black Lives Matter stuff happens. He made some choices that pissed some people off. His leash got incredibly short. Uh, if that stuff doesn't happen, he doesn't get fired, in my opinion. Probably not. Then, they, then he melted down in the Iowa State game. Yes. I mean, that was – there was a couple of decisions in that that were – No doubt. Um, and whatever. Like, they're Texas. They're going to pull the trigger quickly on – I it, get all yes. that. But, like, with the new staff, with the uncer- – losing Ellinger's a bigger it's deal costly. than people want to – like, from a chemistry standpoint. Sure. Then now the Thompson kid played well in the bowl game, right? Yeah, and he's very talented. Yeah. Like, I'm not – but I don't know. Is he – Ellinger was like he like a lot like a Purdy, like he just is another coach out on the field at sure. that point. Now, but again, there's the narrative that he underachieved, and he maybe did, but was it him? Was it external factors? I don't know, but I'm. You don't lose a guy with that many starts at that position and just be like, ah, oh, we're going to replace. With a new stat, like I, I, I think I, it could be fair. trickier, and I—that's what sucks for Iowa State. I hate the fact that this game's in November. I'd much rather play them early on. Sure, but sure. I could also see him having three losses going into that game. And you wonder, you know, do they want to be names in November? Yeah. Uh, so a couple things with Texas talent is, is not a problem for them. I think again, the Robinson kid at running back will, will be a first round draft pick. There's some people who voted for him for first team All Big Twelve, and it's like. Okay, there's number 28 up in Iowa State that you should probably worry about first. You should go buy his T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, go buy his T-shirt. Uh, but they made the best hire, in my opinion, of the offseason, what Sark did, and that's the defensive coordinator they got from the University of Washington. So that guy has had has always been really good out there. They gave him like $1.4 million. So they paid for him, but um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But he, if you look at Washington's success over the years, sure they had a couple good skill guys, but they were always good uh, on defense. Ch- Ch- Choate or 
uh, start with a K. Like, yeah, it looks Chris, like Shashesky. Yeah, it's Pete. like yeah, yes, that's what it is. Kwiatkowski. Yeah, Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. Uh, always, he's done a great job with talent on that side of the ball. And I think if you look at Texas, the defense has always been the problem. I think they gave up what thirty-four points per yeah. game a year ago. They've got talent. Okay, if they can be better there with the skill guys on offense, and maybe Thompson's. You know, he's not Ellinger, oh, but he's okay. I, I'm going to make a pull on this Cody Road, and then I'm going to make a big point. Okay. <sighs> Dramatic. If if it's not the heart of the Mac Brown era, when has Texas ever been, like, elite? Like, in modern-day football. Like, to me, no, like... You're, you're right. The it's Sark thing been, is setting... never been tough. The Sark thing is setting up the exact same it, way that every other one of these eras has. I know, has. I know. I mean, it's it's a spitting image of the Herman thing, except Herman had, you know, well, Herman you, took over a much shittier program than Sark is. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, they they were that, pretty bad. They had just lost at Kansas. I yes, <laughs> I honestly like. I, here's the I think Sark, Sark is taking over a program that's won four bowl games in a row that was a kick away from playing for a Big Twelve championship last year. And they lost in triple overtime to Oklahoma. That's what I'm saying. You get, but I think Sark, just pure like play calling, is better than Herman. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I'm not here to debate this. Yeah, but no. It, but it's the same problem that's plagued them forever. Is they get these guys, but whether it's entitlement or they don't want to work hard or it's toughness in the fourth quarter, they don't know how to finish. I'm just here to say that that program as a whole is overrated. It's, just, it's overrated. That's okay. Just on a year to if it's not Mac Brown. It's kind of like Kansas and State he, and Snyder, just at yeah. a totally different level. That they've sucked when he hasn't been the coach. Well, ever since '09, they haven't. You know, and done I, anything. Kleiman's been okay. I think yeah. that I think that Kleiman will always be five and seven to eight and four. Like sure. I, I think he'll always be in that. But I don't think they're ever going to be back where they were. And my old deal with Texas, it's like okay. I mean, if Herman would have gone to the Big Twelve title game and lost last year, like would he be on the hot seat? I I don't know. This just seems like a whole lot of hype to yeah. me. We keep, we're treating them like Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah, the and they're not. They don't deserve to be. They're not. Like, Auburn's a better program than they are. Like, they, if Mack Brown, in his peak, yeah. is not the head coach, they're just a good college football program that underachieves because of their resources. Well, I, should write, get, I should write that column yeah, down well, in Dallas. It's, it's the resources, though, that, that everybody's impressed by and the talent. I get it. Are but you they, talking talent in football or Sixth Street? Both. <laughs> have you been to Austin? Yeah, yes, you I have. have. It's amazing. It's a really cool town. Good luck. Rec- I mean, it's hard to recruit against, but maybe that's the problem. Is you once you get there, is your hey, there's too much going on? All fair points. You like Sark better I like, than I do. I think he's. I think he's going to be. Maybe really I'm going to eat a ton of crow here. And I, I, all I I'm. My whole point is, I could see this being a lot like the Herman yeah. era, where they're good, and like they're. They're going eight and four, nine and three, but for some like that's just not good enough for anybody because they have this like image in their minds that they need to be playing for national yeah. titles. Where in reality, that's only they happened haven't. like at one point in your program in modern day. Yeah, because even the Ricky Williams, uh, Priest Holmes teams no, back in the nineties, they, they were they were just fine. okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, man. I maybe this. Maybe well, this that, is the stat No, I think that does Ricky it. Williams, didn't they win the Big 12? They beat Nebraska that, that no, year. No, that was the Priest Holmes. That was Priest Holmes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember watching I don't think Ricky ever made it to a Big 12 championship game. Because, okay. again, they would put up crazy numbers. They just didn't stop anybody. Yeah. 
that I've just been thinking long and hard about Texas. Yeah, and they're 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 they are, in my opinion, outside of the obvious, which is the race between Oklahoma and Iowa State. They are the most interesting story totally in the Big agree. Twelve, and it's not even close. I could could not agree. And actually, I'm glad because honestly, the rest of these teams are kind of. Yeah, we're more. gonna have a one of those years where the middle of the pack is it's just gonna be a fight. eating each other alive. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have a bunch of like seven and five te- teams, but Texas is going to get coverage because it's yeah, Texas, I, which is no, actually I, great. It's I get great. it. I I am not yeah. arguing any of that. I, I just I'm glad for Texas. I'm happy for Texas. If if it's not Mac Brown in his prime, they're just a good program. They, that is yeah. I mean, if you go through it, that's absolutely true. And then I've, I had the stat. Um, and I and I, I could also make the argument if it's not Mac Brown in his prime, Herman by far did the best. Yeah. Yeah. Who was? Yeah. I mean, Mac. Mac Char- struggled at the Charlie end. Charlie Strong. And before him, it was uh, who was the coach before Mac Brown? Macavica, I think. I'm pulling that one out. That's a deep pull. That's old. Um, but yeah, you know they had and they they were good in like the '60s. Yeah, right? I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like modern day. Interesting. Yeah, Oklahoma, so for this rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas, it has not been. Other than like a two-year period, it has not been a rivalry. And then Oklahoma was down at one point in the 90s, but Oklahoma has dominated I Texas. feel like I need to write this column in Dallas. No. I, actually, I don't, because then people will think it's like Iowa State, like bulletin board, like I, and then I don't want to get <laughs> Who's them the Iowa like, State guy? Yeah, like I, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, I've actually been a Texas guy. I know. I know. Like I, whatever. But no, I think, I think, um, I've got Texas at four. I think they're interesting, but to me, they're not. They're not competitive with Oklahoma or Iowa State. Couple notes on Oklahoma here. Um, I had forgotten they three, got all those transfers too. Three seniors, three senior starters on the defensive line. Yeah. Um, Spencer Rattler in his last seven games, <laughs> fifteen touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. Um, if they make a playoff, that would be four of the last five. No, uh, seven starters back. I, I, in my opinion, it's their defense is what makes them. It is. Rattler is going to be good. Um, I don't think he's Baker Mayfield yet. I don't think he's um, who's the other guy who plays for the Cardinals. One Kyler. that has been tra- yeah, Kyler Murray. I but I think that. he's pretty good. He is very good. To me, the Alex Grinch defensive resurgence there is the story, and that is why. And with all the guys back, you've got the odds on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy at quarterback. I, I do think that this is the year that they could win a playoff game because yeah. they can actually stop they somebody. Could, they could, I mean, with Benito and uh, was it Winfrey on the D line? I mean, yeah. now the one thing is their corners, there's yeah, they're always, gonna have, they always get picked on, yeah, and they will this year too. But they, we saw even in that Iowa State game. I watched this game a couple weeks ago. My kid wouldn't sleep. The, the first or the championship the game? The first one. Yep. And yeah. th- that D-line, man, was tossing our dudes around. They were very physical. I mean, in that, you want to talk about a great coaching job. Uh, Haycock, Manning, and Campbell getting together at halftime oh, of that man, game. Was, that was... <laughs> that'll go down. I, was, I mean, I that wish was, that was a full house. That, that was, was like Hoiberg halftime was, down to Bill Self yeah. at the Big 12 championship. Man, and that game had everything. And then... Yeah. And then how about the coaching job in the second half in Dallas for the Big 12 championship, oh, too? Phenomenal. I mean, Iowa phenomenal. State, if you watch it again, if Brock Purdy starts running instead of that that pass 
I don't remember what down. Stop it. Was, it. I don't I, want to I talk just, about it. They're really close just go to by, but Just I, go buy the t-shirt. So if, if, if let me, hypothetical, <laughs> if Iowa State wins the Big 12 championship, you've got to put Iowa State as the favorite, right? Probably not. For for this year. So I, let's say, I okay, hypo, again, hypothetical. Iowa State finishes that drive at the end of last year. Oh. Wins the Big 12. Absolutely. And they return all these people. <laughs> they got to. it. So and it's interesting to me how yeah, now yeah. Oklahoma gets what thirty two of the thirty five first place votes or whatever yeah. it was, which is fine. I mean, I understand they should be, but my my reason perception. on my reason on that it wasn't even perception. It was just like I saw them beat Iowa State. They and did. They deserve to be. They deserve to wear the crown until somebody takes it from. Fair them. enough. I, With all fair. these guys back now, like if they were losing a bunch, I would reassess it, but they're not. In fact, I think they'll be better defensively. They'll be better at quarterback. You yeah, know, that, they've got, and then that they've got a couple running, but Kennedy Brooks. Yep, and, and then, then they, they got, got the, that kid from Tennessee. Gray, yeah, gray so it's or, like yeah. they're loaded. They got guys. They, they are always, loaded. They always have guys. They yeah. did lose their center, who was really good and Creed Humphrey. But again, they they just find they have an assembly line of linemen. Um, so Oklahoma will be good again, and uh, I think they are clearly the favorite. You ready for uh, the media days? I'm ready for football. I am too. I, I'm. I still. I, I, Oklahoma's the favorite. Let me get this point. Get it in. There's no reason why. That's I was, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's no reason Iowa State can't get to and then win a Big 12 championship, though. I don't think. No. It's, it's not that absolutely. No. Okay. God. No. Make that clear. I think it's. I think it's one A one B. Yeah. Yeah. After what we've if, seen, it is it's one A one B. That's one. I said that earlier. That's one tier. Yeah, they are in their own tier. Agreed. Nobody else is there. Oh. All right. Um, enjoy the coverage this week. Hey, enjoy Dallas, my friend. I'm looking forward to it, man. I am. I'm. I'm ready to do some football stuff. Uh, are you on the road at all this week, or are you home all week? I am. I'm actually going to Dallas not this week, but the following week. To oh see some wow. Iowa State folks. So. We're just it's just cycling fanatic in Dallas. Man, two the, weeks in a row. I love the Big D. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back uh, next Sunday with Williams and Bloom. You'll hear a lot from me this week, though, from Dallas doing a lot of football stuff. Have a great work week, everybody. We appreciate y'all. Gary Patterson taking you home. Game on.